Welcome to the Whiskey Chasers, where we talk about our passion for whiskey and its history, either amongst ourselves or while interviewing distilleries, all while enjoying a glass. I'm Steve. I'm Nick. And I'm Chris. Please enjoy responsibly while enjoying this week's episode of the Whiskey Chasers. would consider a trophy bottle on their top shelf of Joseph Magnus, just the original, the triple finished, uh, finished in sherry cognac casks. And I've always wondered what the triple was. Other than bourbon. It just ages in bourbon, then finishes in well, two. Well, you of have it. this one at like, you know, whatever price. And then you have like the 100? Murray Club. Yeah. And then you have the Cigar Blend. I don't know if there are others. Right. But yeah, the Cigar Blend. Oh. Yeah, Murray Club Murray is Hill the Club. actual first brand. Oh. And so. Oh, Joseph Magnus. Uh, okay, Joseph, so Joseph Magnus is the guy. Murray Club was his bottle. Like he did lots of bottles, but that's the one that really took off for him. So is Joseph Magnus like the name? Like He's the, the person guy. Who found he, it? he was the first guy. Yeah. So the cigar, I don't know where that really comes from, but awesome idea though. Everyone's yeah. doing cigar blends Such now. A great idea. Yeah. Super cool Which idea. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. I just took a sip of this, and yeah. as a not so proud owner of this bottle, I just realized I haven't had this in a while. Like, ooh. I don't you know. realized why you're not so yeah, proud. Like, this, this could be a rough one, so folks. This, so strap is, in. This, <laughs> is, this is very much a story of an American dream sort of story uh, uh, at, right during the Gilded Age. So this is the uh, Gilded uh, Age. So <laughs> that's what this is. It, is. it is after Civil War, before the Industrial Revolution, the 1880s to 1890s time period. The Gilded and Age. And that's exactly what this bottle is. And it's perfect for it <laughs> tell, tell us about it so Steve. joseph magnus his dad died in the civil war so 1864 north probably just want to confirm yeah probably because probably. he's he's northern so i'm guessing did yeah. he die from either slipping on ice or getting his toe infected no By okay, okay we're getting a little this bit is better. like a legit died in a war <laughs> get a little okay. bit better with the died stories of getting a, a bayonet <laughs> to the face probably but you know brothers against brothers he could have gone either way he could have could have and so and he established himself in cincinnati so that's very much a border. That's very, yeah. Border could be north, could be south. Okay. So his dad was a merchant, and he kind of followed in those footsteps. So just basically a businessman. I feel like merchants was that's a big like background for a lot of bourbon it people. Is. Yeah. Like merchant this, merchant that. Yeah, Next thing you know, so bourbon company, mercantile. You mercantile, know. yeah. So he was just a really good businessman and found his niche in uh, wholesale liquor. So that's what he got into. As you do. As you do. And established himself in Cincinnati. So wholesale liquor. So he was a blender? That's the thing. I don't believe that Joseph Magnus ever made anything. Just sold like, it. Like distilled his own. Distilled his own. Just sold it. So this he is, is like a Johnny only, Walker kind of thing. Only a blend. If even a blender. I don't even know if he necessarily blended. Just oh. a seller. I think he's a just a seller and, uh, and like a sorcerer. Like so this he is just, Costco. Yeah, it's exactly. So in, in everything, and, and as we go through this, you'll kind of see what I mean, but I don't believe that he actually did anything with liquor or in other life. than sell it. Okay. He made a lot of money, and he did a lot of things with his money, but making whiskey was not one of them, Okay, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Okay. So he established himself in Cincinnati, uh, where he had his primary uh, bottle, which was that uh, the Murray, uh, Club. Murray Club. 
And he was an awesome marketer. Like I would recommend going to Joseph Magnus's website because they have a whole bunch of clips, uh, like magazine and, and newspaper clippings from like 1900 for his bottles. And man, is it cool to read through. Like he is a very good marketer. Let me read a couple of excerpts from these articles. And again, this is the 1900, like in 1900. So things are already kind of flowery language. Flowery. (laughs) Nuanced. The extreme excellence of Murray Hill Club whiskey is due to the delicious flavor and the incomparable bouquet. This, coupled with its mellowness and purity, yields delightful satisfaction to the last drop. Pure marketing. Yes. Pure marketing. Yep. Yeah, pure marketing. How can Silver I take a bag of shit and exactly. sell it? And the next one is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you who love the glorious springtime, love the dazzling glint of sunshine, love the glide along the willows, deftly dipping with your paddle, love the crackling sound of campfire and the snuggle close to nature. You know the Murray Hill Club whiskey. How its pure delicious goodness and its rare old mellow richness fills the heart of man with goodness. Does he think he's Robert Frost? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was very poetic. Very poetic. <laughs> that has not left the brand, I can tell you that. So, right. That was not the path of less travel. Right <laughs> no. There. Well, so, from, from that first one, though, yeah. talking about the bouquet, that yeah. reminded me of Blanton's. Yeah. Isn't Blanton's, doesn't it say something about a bouquet? The bouquet, it's, which is just, it's the smell. Oh, it's, here it is. Yeah. The side of a Blanton's bottle says, we believe this is the finest bottle of whiskey ever produced, affording you extra flavor, bouquet, and character. But it's but all- down there they say a bouquet. Yeah. Bouquet. bouquet. A bouquet. Yeah, bouquet. That, yeah, it's <laughs> all, I feel like it's all marketing, yeah. All marketing. Bouquet. A bouquet. <laughs> Got the silver in there. We got that limestone water, y'all. A bouquet. You got that bouquet. And that bouquet. Bouquet and flavor. <laughs> uh, flavor. Well, real Louisiana that yeah. time. <laughs> that, that, that ventured over to the Texas tea. Uh, yeah, getting a, yeah, get a little of that, uh, that southern draw. Y'all <laughs> yeah. So he stops producing in 1918, right before Prohibition. Kind of saw the writing on the wall there. Stop just selling. Just, yeah, stop yeah. selling. Okay. <laughs> he couldn't get he couldn't get his product. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody was selling. So it's for medicinal him. use. Yeah. No, it kills you. <laughs> He's the middleman. He can't get the can't get the product from the distillery. And that's the end of Joseph Magnus's story. He never comes back to whiskey. He never does anything else with it. He's oh, just gone. Like that, he disappears. He moves up to Odin, Michigan. Which is near Holland, Michigan yeah. area. Yep. Holland, okay, yeah. So he moves up there. This makes sense. He has two houses up there, and he also stayed in the winter in Petoskey, Michigan, he right there well on, the, himself, on the on the river, because the inn there is winterized. Okay. So he could he could stay there throughout the winter. I think he would just stay there all year round because it's the same area. But okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, Michigan. Uh, and today, if you go to Petoskey, there's a like a city park in Petoskey, and it's called Magnus Park. And it's named after after him. He donated some land to the so city. He died there. at some point. Yep. So he died. No, he he's still he's still alive. Eventually, he kicked it. And he <laughs> passed away. We'll it move just, on. It's just interesting because when you see Joseph Magnus and you hear like you think it's like this dude, right? Like and like clearly it's like nothing. Like he's like a dud. Like okay, he had a cool sounding name, and that's 
is. That's really what it sounds like. for yourself. Like, like it he, gets he, even he didn't better. get the purple heart and then go on to do this, that, and the other, like we talked about before. Yeah. Like, so, he did nothing but like, uh, I'm going to sell this guy's juice and then I'm going to go kick the bucket in yeah. some, some old folks' place, yeah. you know, and they'll name a park after me. Right. To me, this is where the Magnus story should end. Yes. Like, there really shouldn't yeah. be too much more with this, I don't think. But they named a bourbon company after him. It gets even better. It gets even better. What happened was, and this is where this goes real off the rails for me. Okay. 2014, the great-grandson of Joseph Magnus. This is sounding peppery. Starting to get a little peppery here. He finds a bottle of of Murray Club in his cupboard. Unopened. That's an old cupboard. An unopened bottle of of this whiskey. It took them 96 years to find this bottle. And then there's like spider webs and stuff. And he reaches in in this dusty old bottle. Then so, the sun comes down on his face. Happens oh, to find it. I just imagine he yeah. touched the cover of the whole thing. Came down. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the, the Murray Club bottle. Magnus comes back to him. Sell my sold stuff. Source, boy. Source it. In 2014, he finds this bottle. Great grandpa telling you to do it. Do it. And he decides what he should do. This bottle was very well known and well liked at the time. He should try to recreate it. So that's what he does. He hires some experts. What an entrepreneur. Pulls out some some little bit of samples for it and tries it and gives it all this doing it. And this is what he came up with was Uh, this bottle. Said it's cheap and decent. Let's sell it. Put my grandpappy's name on it. This is the thing, though. He says this is the closest he could come to that original bottle, which means you had a bottle from 1900. Ass. And you found a 12-year-old triple-finished bottle, and it's the same as the 1900 bottle? Bull. No. <laughs> he tried something and said, this is decent for the price. Let's put my dad, my grandpa's name on it and be done Nothing with it. that's from 1900 is 12 years old and finished in three different sherry casks. Oh, man. Well, two of the finishes are snake venom and tobacco spirit, <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Let's recreate that. Yeah, so that's where I'm like, ah, this is obviously nonsense. After I found that out. That is just uh, awesome. So, yeah, so. Uh, America. When he America. found this in 2014, he reestablished the company, the Jose A. Magnus Co. Yes, that really hasn't been around that And long. reestablished in Washington, D.C. So that's where this is based out of. Uh, good old Washington, Well, D. at the time, and that's he's what not, this was based out of. closing where he's sourcing from. No. Well, well, it's from Indiana on the bottle there. It was MGP. And so, right. Now, there has been some some things that have happened, though, since then. So uh, that was in 2015. In 2020, they were kind of bought, but actually more like they bought. Um, They bought. bought. So in 2020, they moved to uh, Holland, Michigan. That's where they reestablished the company. Where the dude died at. And yep, exactly. That's why they went up there, and they they went in with Cooper or Coppercraft Distillery. Coppercraft. So did Mo, so did Magnus sell to them, or did they buy? Kind of. Uh, so Cooper's Yes, I, I think they bought Coopercraft. Uh, yeah, bought Coopercraft. Okay. Oh, because Mag- Magnus Coopercraft. was not sold. <laughs> Uh, it's an it's an investment company that owns Magnus, uh, and they also bought makes so much more sense this copper craft. Mm-hmm. So I was in Texas at a, a wonderful event. Anyhow, they uh, they had Magnus. They had this copper craft or Cooper craft, Cooper's craft, Cooper craft, and then they also had Hoot and Young. 
Oh. This company owns all three. And I was like, that's really? weird because when I was, Mary and I went into, uh, to a tour, we, we bought tickets prior because we thought this would be hopping to this distillery up in Holland. And we found out there that according to them, they bought out Joseph Magnus. Yeah. But it was on the down low. No one could really tell. Like, they couldn't really say very much. They bought them during COVID because things were kind of getting on the down, like kind of tanking. And so Magnus sold out to be done. And they came in as their white knight savior to, to help him out. But come to find out, what drives both of us, Mary and I, insane is this distillery up in Michigan who supposedly bought them out started out making their own bourbon and their own whiskey. And as the tour guide so honestly told us, they found out that it was incredibly hard and difficult, and so they decided to source from MGP because that's a whole lot easier than making their own stuff. True. <laughs> and at that point, both Mary and I went, can we leave? And we were the only two on the tour, by the way. So for... <laughs> So for them to tell us that, yeah, for them to tell us that, we're like, ah, uh, I have no interest don't, in you. Don't really want to be here right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be here. And then they told us that they bought Joseph Magnus, and then they proceeded to tell us that they recently lost their contract with MGP. Did not say how or why, but that they were moving to. They they got a new contract with Middle West Spirits. And both Mary and I had a conversation after we left and said, so no name or place in Michigan, fine. Losing a contract with a big name like MGP, that's okay. That's, that's more understandable. Yeah, yeah, like, that's that. fine. It's, it's a small, really small craft distillery, quotes, you know, craft. But for them to buy out Joseph Magnus, who is a pretty big name brand for people to want, for them to buy them out and then lose the contract with MGP... Oof. Yeah. So according to what I found, Wincrest Group is the is the investment company that owns Magnus. Yeah. They bought Coppercraft in 2016. Oh. So they've owned they've been together yeah. for a while. And then in 2020 decided to move Joseph Magnus up there. Using the story of Joseph Magnus as pepper. a reason to go up there. Right. Pepper. It's pepper. Uh, That's pepper all day. No salt. Just pepper. <laughs> right, no. I'm salty about it, but it's pepper. And then they are distilling out of the Coppercraft distillery, and so that's the that's kind of the. When did that move? When was 2020? 2020. So when, COVID. How long have you had this bottle? Oh gosh, I've had this bottle since maybe 2018, 2019. Nothing, no sooner than that. I was gonna say I because my bottle's got a few years on it. Mine's and it's old. not great, but this is terrible. Put a little bit of water in it. Like, I'm wondering, like, is this the same that I have on my shelf? Yes. I don't know because this is so terrible. The water like, won't maybe hurt you? it's maybe the, I mean, that's a lot of water. That's a lot, a lot of water. water. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's, um, I, I mean, like, MGP is not that bad, but like, this is worse than that. Oh, this like, is this bad. This is like, this is to, real bad. Hard to drink. So, I, what do you not like about it? The finish. That's so it. for me, it's the finish. You, so you remember how you guys loved, absolutely loved the barrel seagrass, right? Because there was a clear definition of here's the rye, here's the finish. This doesn't have a clear definition between the two, and there's no blend between the two. It's Thank like you. that's a very good uh, way of describing it. It's it's dis disjointed. Yes, there's a lot of like there's nothing that's flowing in it. It it has a really kind of obnoxious 
thing going on in the forefront and it's 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 almost um trying to describe what it tastes like I, if i were to describe it in words it would be like tripping over a uh, a a uh, like a roadblock like you're walking and you don't see like a like a roadblock coming and then you trip over it and you hurt your toe that's literally what it feels like when you take the first sip it's like what the heck was that like i don't like that it was terrible and then it just it goes from that to like this other dis disjointed bit of like gross and then nasty aftertaste. I hate it. It's really for, for me, it's I, I get the roadblock thing, like tripping over something and hurting your toe. And then it's like it's like, oh, that didn't hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. The middle of it's not bad. And then it's like, oh, that really hurts. It doesn't, like doesn't the, the finish for me yeah. is what what kills it. Yeah, it's almost yeah. acetony finish. Yeah. Like nail polish scented it's, it's, flavor. It's more. It's morning breath. Something I didn't it's want to try pleasant. and do for so far three of the five episodes is bring up old fifty five. <laughs> but I take it, this it's over got, old it's at the on the forefront. It's like here's some old fifty five. It's not as bad. Oh wait. Nope, it is. No, it's terrible. No, it's, it's like, still that's, there, that's, but that's I, can, I can bear, I can bear and this. As you're, I can, as you're I can bear swallowing this. it, you remember that this was an $80 bottle, and yep. you kick yourself right this, in the butthole. This sells at 100 bucks. Yeah. This sells at retails well, at a hundred. Re- retail right now is eighty nine ninety nine For this? Trust me, because I've been to like 50 different liquor stores in the area. This one's eighty nine ninety nine. Okay. Murray Club is one nineteen ninety nine. And if you could ever find the cigar blend... That one, I believe, in Ohio is two forty nine. It's crazy expensive, and that's and good other places like is. a reasonable price for the three hundred dollar bottle is three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, for the cigar blend is three hundred. But for a three hundred dollar bottle, it's like okay, what? Does, why? And I've only just, seen it once in a in a store. Like I could yeah. sample it, not when, sample. When but. when I would prefer like, there's so many things I would prefer to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like. MGP products, which yeah. is probably what this was. This right? is MGP. Like this to me is worse than Eight and Sand, which is yes. really saying something. But this it's, is worse it's than similar. Tanner's it's Creek. similar to Eight and Sand. It's similar Smoke to Eight and Sand. Cut unfiltered. You, you get like the same the things I'm getting that. from this is kind of what I got from Eight and Sand. Yes. Thin in parts, like offensive, like not even good offensive, like bad, like gross offensive in other parts. I get just a very artificial flavor overcooked, from it. Overcooked, artificial. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's overcooked. Yeah. And so I expect like that finish is like a sweet, but also old, musty. Stale. Yeah, like a musty. Yes. Yeah, it's stale. I don't mind. Like I just walked. In I don't my grandma's mind the basement start musty. or the middle. It's the finish that really, really gets me, um, which is the big problem because that's the thing that this is supposed to be is the triple finish. It's very old saltine crackers. You got crackers. too many finishes. I, I don't know if that's what it is or what, but. I got to try. I had a chance to try the Murray Hill Club and the Cigar Blend. Night and day difference from this guy. And on both of those, the guy that was leading us through the tasting, let us try it normal and then put a drop of water in our glass to try it. And the glass of the water opened it up to something completely like night and day difference. I tried it with this guy. Uh, it makes it a little bit more bearable, but it's still bad. <laughs> like, it's st- Ooh, that's worse. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't worse. like that's I'm going to pour mine out. Like, it's terrible. And that's there's also no smell to this whiskey. No, there's not. It doesn't smell like I, when I opened up the bottle to pour it, always the first thing I do is put my nose in the bottle, smell it. Nothing. There's very little smell to this. 
Chris, ask me if this is different from yours. This is the exact same. That's why I never touch yours. It's just I, terrible. This is terrible. Like, and again, like it, I wouldn't be ripping on it so, so, so hard, but this is 80 some dollar bottle. Like yeah. I paid a hundred. 90 bucks or whatever. Yeah, it's it's uh like man, I don't know. Like I, there's so many other things I would rather have yeah. that are way cheaper. I'm also uh I'm I'm uh this bottle was one that I'm like I have to like we've been talking about doing like a blog on the website or whatever yeah. else. I'm going to have to do one on this bottle because nobody's talking about the history of this thing and why that doesn't make a lick of sense. Yep. It's very peppery. That yeah. they they because Cooper's craft. Yep. They don't distill there. Co- it's copper craft. Co- it's copper, copper craft. Copper is craft them. is this one. Yeah, yeah. It's not oh. Cooper's craft. Because Cooper's craft is brown foreman. Yes. Yeah. No, this is Co- copper craft. Cooper's craft is different from this copper's is craft. Copper craft. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kept, I kept so it's a different company. Yeah. Like, so I was like, maybe it's part. something different. Yeah. Up there, uh, we're going to the distillery. They don't distill their own, but they make their own seltzers. Their own mixed cocktails. They they do their own canned cocktails. They distill all of that. So like the vodka or whatever's yeah, going it's in. Like a vodka, yeah. they, okay. they distill all of that and do all of that. But they don't distill any of their whiskey anymore because it's too difficult. What? When were you up there? When were you up there? Uh, last year. This time. Okay. Because Magnus is apparently going to be distilling their stuff up there. If they can push them to Well, do I mean, it. we'll see. Are they going to sell for even more money? Because if they were selling something sourced for that much, how much are they going to sell for their So they also came for? out with another brand. Fox and Odin is the same company. Joseph under Maris. a different name. Fox and Odin? Fox and Odin is the name. Like Odin. Uh, Odin. Odin. Yeah, but isn't there which already an Odin? Uh, Odin, Michigan, probably. And which three, is where they she, have three where where he lived. Yep. I don't know what the Fox is, but. Fox and Odin. And it's still not their own stuff, but it's stuff that just kind of got forgotten about. So oh, they did experimental things. I was thinking things. of Oak and Eden. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking you yep. were thinking of. So they they may start distilling there. When I talked to when I talked to one of the reps, they're like, this is 12-year-old stuff. Like, this is old stuff. So we've got barrels just sitting. Enough barrels sitting and waiting. This is 12-year-old stuff? Yep. Well, that doesn't give them a right to sell it at that price because it sucks. And the thing is... The cigar blend is great for what it was, but it wasn't great at sixty dollars a glass. You or know let I mean? alone three hundred bucks a bottle. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And yeah. I like I liked the finishing aspect though, but it still has junk juice. It's like putting a Bernice sauce on a piece of chuck. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's still <laughs> crappy meat. You know what I mean? Like, you can dress. I can you still can tell dress the it meat up, is. but like, a turd is still a turd. You know what yeah. I mean? No matter how much polish you put on it. <laughs> Steve, this is your first time ever having this. This is my first time ever happening. And this will be your last? For sure. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. just, and imagine I mean, if you shelled even, out 90 bucks I wouldn't bucks even take a free sample. Yeah. This I spent been $90 your dollars on my bottle. That's why it's still sitting on the shelf. The, the, yeah, the other one is definitely like a, it's a yeah. better dud or worse dud. It's I was hoping better, you guys would finish this today, I can but. see though, I can see with the, the flavors in this, I think would make it okay to do some sort of a mix with it. Because of how okay. sweet it is and that whatever that finish is. <laughs> we have no idea. I think you could maybe do something mixed with it, but I sure as heck wouldn't spend $80 on something I'm going to mix with. And and as an experiment, I don't know if it would work or not. Dude, I, I would enjoy Jack Daniels straight more than this. No, number seven? Yeah. This is the uh, the three casks. There's yeah. two sherry finish and one yeah. cognac. It's yeah. Oloroso, Pedro... Jimenez. Jimenez Sherry. So uh, Lagavulin does PX Sherry. I'm glad you mentioned that. 
and then cognac casks. Glad you mentioned that because I've and I've said this before to you. I have never ever gotten any sort of buy buy finished product on there. Like I've never picked up any sort of nuance, flavoring, finishing, nothing. Like I had no idea it was cognac finished until you said that. Yeah. I was like, I don't get in. Do you get any of that? Do you get I, any uh, sort I, of finishing on there? I get a sweetness there? at the end, but like I said, it's a, it's a musty sweet. It's like a it's an old fruit. I think I'm so turned off by like the stale yeah. aftertaste that I don't get anything but gross. I just took my last sip and actually tasted. I was like, one one of you guys said something about sweet, and I was trying to pull out sweet, and I was like, I'm just getting like a like a like a wine or some kind of like fruity, you know, wine esque flavor and then yeah when you just said it's two sherry you said two sherries yeah, uh, sherry two sherries. Also, yeah. yeah i was like which maybe like all of that might be fighting against each other i, I, I think, think so because we got a whiskey war situation kind of what this nope. does remind me of whiskey yeah. war a little bit but it's not whatever finishing is in there is not prevalent because i don't all i get is really gross kind of and actually it does kind of remind me of middle west the more you talk about that like like whiskey war kind of it's like where they're trying to do something with junk whiskey. Like at that time, that's what we tried. And it was like, this is just junk whiskey. And we didn't like it. You know what I mean? It was just, I don't care what you're trying to do. I don't like the yeah, base. Whatever this is. The base is what sucks here. Like not what you're doing with it. Yeah. yeah so like like 95% of what this is sucks. So the 5% does not make up for it. Yeah. And that's only kind five, of what I feel five, here. Five. You know what I mean? It's, I think 99 for me sucks. Yeah. Like I said, when I was going through the website, when I was going through their website, going through their timeline and everything, there was lots of talk about producing and making and all. But just looking at his history, that doesn't make a lick of sense. No. Like that, that he would have been one to actually do it. And they didn't open a distillery. They didn't do anything like that. He might have done some blending. I don't know. But certainly didn't distill and i don't even think he blended this is just in my opinion this is a bottle that is just trying to ride on the coattails of a cool story right and it's a made-up shitty story right it's not even that good of a story <laughs> like even like when we, so when we were there at the distillery they made the comment of some for a lady this engineer lady found this recipe in dc and and wanted to uh some for reverse engineer chemistry to figure out what was in it. Yes. But then I hear Steve's story of what he read, and I'm going, that's not anywhere near close to the story that they gave yeah. to us. So, so which part do I there agree? There's a lady like, that is their master distiller or whatever that that is the one that would did the work on it, but it's the grandson that like found it, and then they're trying to reverse engineer this bottle. But again, why? Nothing made in 1900 yeah. is 12 years old, triple triple no. finished. Like, it's obvious that whatever this is, is not what that was. So was what that was more, like, terrible than what this is? Or is this terrible? It was probably better because it didn't have all these flavors competing. It was was probably your your standard Jack, your standard Jim, your standard, you know, those things, those standard offerings. Something that was standard. This was probably one of those. (laughs) Probably just threw Jack, Jim, and... Yeah. Something else in there together. He's uh, like, okay, good to go. Like, yeah, here, like, instead Low, of doing triple bitter. finish, it's yeah. triple blend. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah triple blend. I like that. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind a blend of Jack and Jim and Wild Turkey or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, name something else. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there a company they all talked about on the podcast that did that? Talking about like reverse engineering stuff. I thought it was like Green River. Somebody had sent off something to be reverse engineered to like this big company. 
And maybe y'all didn't talk about it in the podcast. Maybe it was something I had just heard of. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I'll have to look into that because I was like, that is actually kind of neat. Sending off, like they sent off a sample of something so they could recreate it. Like maybe like Beam had done that. Yeah. And they sent it off to this other company, like one big name to another. Not that Green River is big, but I mean, Hallerhead's probably helping them out a little bit. You know, whatever. Um, and they sent off this sample to be like analyzed under a microscope, whatever they do. Analyzed? It, mm, <laughs> we're not getting into uh, absinthe here. Um, they sent it off to get analyzed, and then it came back and they started reproducing it. So, no, but yeah, when you were talking about yeah. they did that for, for this bottle? For this bottle, yeah. Yeah. This is supposed yeah. to be a copy of the. Murphy Club. I mean, maybe from 1900s. <laughs> and that's Murphy Club just sucked. Just if this is sucked. a copy of the the Murray Hill Club, then what's the Murray, Murray Hill, Hill Club yeah, supposed yeah, to be? I have no idea. That's one I haven't. That's had. just their own. Oh, I haven't. Thi- had their or, own. Well, not their own, but they're another. They're just digging back at a story that should they're, have ended they're when they're peppering he died. it. They're peppering it. Yeah, they are. But but it's not even as good as Pepper because he didn't even make it. He's just a wholesaler. Like yeah. that's really and then in he, the end. He that's all he park and kicked the bucket. Like <laughs> he just he lived up in Michigan, did it, lived his life up there, hunted deer, and had a grand old time until he died. He knew his bourbon sucked so bad on his deathbed. He was like, they'll remember me for the pork. <laughs> He's like, yeah, don't eat the pork. You want bourbon? No bourbon there, please. <laughs> remember the pork, not the bourbon. I mean, I think he was just a good businessman. I, I think, think he had a cool name. That's all he was. He had a name that people want to use, you know, like Magnus. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I think of that old vampire Magnus. Like, that, there was a vampire the story. The guy's name was Magnus. You know, like, that is, it's a cool name. You know what I mean? Like, it it's is a, a cool timeless name. name. Yeah. But I think of Magnum PI. The uh, bourbon is sucky. Yeah. So, and for $80, like 89 bucks or whatever, like, I'd be real upset if I got this for $80. Really spend for this? Nothing. I, I don't want it. <laughs> this is, uh, honestly, I agree you, with Steve. So after this tasting is worth- it, what would you expect to see it on the shelves for? Uh, like, I, I would expect to see on the shelves for 50 because of the triple finish. So like people, like they would put it on there and like add some extra because of that. I get that. But I, I don't think it's worth that, but like, that's what I would expect it to be sold for. Like if you'd show me this bottle, we tried today. That's what I would think it would be being sold for was like 50 bucks. I would expect like, okay, if this is a bottle I had on my shelf, I with how my budget for a lot of whiskeys have been is like yeah. around the 30 35 dollar yeah. range um i i would have spent 30 on this opened it poured it tasted it and been like never buying it again well i wouldn't buy it again but i also wouldn't be mad at 30 no i would be mad at 90 because that's what this is uh, the msrp is it's triple what i would have paid for i agree with that i've had i've bought a lot of bottles at 30 dollars and been like okay i don't like this i'm not buying it again but it was a gamble. It's right? here, it's I, whatever. I, paid, I paid more for a bottle of Cleveland yeah. 10th anniversary and, and, and didn't know what a Cleveland was. And, it was and if terrible, it's 30 yeah. bucks, you can mix with it. But you, you know, like, exactly. there's a lot of bottles where you were like, I am not replacing this. Yeah. And yeah. this would be like an absolute not replacing. I'm trying to think of, for whatever reason, I'm blanking on it. Uh, bullet. That's it. Bullet bourbon is better than this. And I would rather have it. Sorry, Kessler's is, is better than this. Well, I don't know. I oh. would. I would not go that far. Oh. That is. That is. It's light years beyond. Quite that. the statement. Yeah, that's like. Uh, 
It's not natural grain. This is a finished Kessler's. That Kessler's is like imitation. At least this is like real. You know what I mean? Like, is that what Kessler's is? Is it like actually like neutral oh, it's, grain? It's neutral with grain with flavoring. Yeah. Okay. And some dye and like, stuff. What, yeah. what, what's the other one? Like Kentucky Tavern. Tavern? Yeah, Tavern, yeah. Same thing. But uh, I, I, I like not joking. Like not even joking. I really prefer Bullet to this. Like yeah. absolutely would prefer Bullet to this. And that's way cheaper. Like yeah. even at $30, I would prefer Bullet to this. Probably, like, yeah. If this was I've a $30 bottle, bullet. I would like you never had bullet. Like bullets, another one of those. It's a shelfer, it's a staple. It's MGP. Yeah. It is the quintessential MG. If you want to know what MGP tastes like and everything that's springing from anything that's ever been sourced, even finished stuff, it all comes back to that quintessential profile of bullet or yeah. bullet rye, depending on what it is, if it's rye or, or bourbon. But like that is MGP. It's just what it is. Like, and they can't get away from it. They try. They do a good job, but at the end of the day, like th- those flavor profiles, they're in all their products. And it's fine. I like it. It's good. It's fine. Like this is probably an MGP at some point, but it's so far like effed up. And the price is so far to that that I prefer regular old bullet to this. Hell, the the bullet tenures like 30 bucks and it's still way better than this so uh i don't know maybe if they tried something that they weren't doing as much with it might maybe if they did less it would be maybe better and and cheaper like do something cheap have an entry-level offering i can't figure out like what what where's the change between this bottle and the murray hill club and this bottle and the cigar finish. Wait, what, what are they doing with why? that finish finishing that is making it double the value? So, yeah. but not just double the value, but it makes it actually taste like ninety difference from this. Yep. So my well, question is, I don't if, think this is related to those two. Like the finishings that are on this are not on either of them. Are all three of them like independent? They probably are all sourced from a different place. But my question is, if those two are doing really, really well and people really like them, why the hell are we still making this? Well, people really like this too. Who? Ooh. I, I don't know, who, but it's very popular. <laughs> trophy bottle people, you know, people like, are buying it looks it. nice. It looks it looks like a pretty bottle. It yeah. is it is captivating. You look at it, and you're like, based off the of lettering, the name, Magnus, yeah. it's got to be wonderful. My top shelf kind of trophy bottle. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, when I'm doing research, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, and there's a lot of people that really like this. And I don't understand I, why. I had pretty high expectations for this bottle coming really in glad. today. <laughs> And and man, does that hurt the fall down? (laughs) And they're dashed to nothing. Uh, Yeah. So um, I mean, obviously, people are liking it and buying it, but they they need something cheaper, and they need something where they didn't screw it up. Because everything about this bottle, if it's just MGP, that means all the mistakes happen with them. But it's MGP finished by the other people, right? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's the Joseph Magnus people are the ones that screwed it up. Would this even be tolerable if you're smoking a pipe? Would this even be... It would make it better because I think the it would pipe make would it take better. over. Yeah. So are, are people that are smoking pipes liking this? Is that where they're coming with, in? I, I bet with cigars. Maybe yeah. that's why that's, that's why they did a cigar. 89 blend. bucks a pop, though? Like That's yeah. a good... Yeah? I don't know. I don't know. Not for that much. <laughs> he was like, come on. I said 90 last time. No, we're not yeah, getting this, anywhere near this that. Time we're going much lower. <laughs> I mean, cigars are not cheap. You can, I mean, a decent stick's like 15, 20 bucks, you know. Oh, I can go so, just stick right now from the tree. You know what I mean? But like, 
Start smoking that one. I don't want to ruin my $20 cigar with a crappy $89 bottle of bourbon, you know? Like, See, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the company. I think the story is kind of made up and and the the fraud. drink isn't it's a lot great of either. So you're hype. a phony. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hype and fraud and fallacy. You can like really it. look to see what the triple casks are. Because on the front, it just says finished and sharing cognac, but that it's triple finished. You have to look in this fine print that finally says, ooh, Oloroso, Pedro, uh, the Pedro, and then the cognac. So like the Pedro. Pedro. It starts the next. It's confusing. Yeah. So it says a fake story, crappy liquor, and pretty an astronomical price for the flavor. So all around, it's a shitty idea. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's just this it's true, it's the fifth just, this, is, this is definitely not uh, like when we talked about Old 55 and talked about the sweet corn. We were very careful to be like, this is a this is like a, a batch kind of thing. Like You're this right. one may have been bad. They have other stuff that is probably good. Like right. I'm not trying to save this company at all. No. I don't think that this company is very good. I don't trust them. They should pack it in. I will certainly not try their more expensive ones because if this is their cheap option, I don't really want their expensive option. I mean, I I I, I paid sixty for a sixty dollar glass of their. Uh, cigar and it was good it was fine i i didn't like hate it but i remember like hating the price of it so oh, it yeah. wasn't like i mean i've definitely had 60 dollars glasses and been like oh that was worth it yeah. that wasn't one of those how old was the 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 kid that found this uh i he don't know he's, was he under, well, he's, he under one, he's the one that started the, yeah, was the he under business he's so. right out of business school yeah uh, probably like 18, right out of business school probably yeah <laughs> He he followed exactly in his in his grandfather great grandfather's well, footsteps. Goes, I could sell that shit. We'll move it back to where Grandpa died. Put slap his name on it, and uh, we'll make up something about it being. Uh, now like it's a just ton of money. it's just owned by a big investment company. It's uh, it's actually the uh, Devry family is oh, a Devry, big part yeah. of it. Oh, the Devry okay. Institute. No, the not Devry Institute. Uh, or, sorry, not Devry. DeVos. Sorry, DeVos. Who's DeVos? Oh. He said DeVry. Betsy DeVos was the. Uh, head of the Department of Education for Trump. You remember she uh, quote she made the first water? flag. That doesn't actually matter though. <laughs> oh, they, Betsy Ross. <laughs> they got their money because they started Amway. Oh, it's the Amway oh, family. Wait, oh, the Amway whoa. family put this out. No wonder it's a fallacy. This that's a complete hoax. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a complete oh, hoax. That's the, that's the company that runs wow. this. That. Yeah. That makes way more sense why this tastes like yeah, shit. Total fake. So yeah, bogus. the Amway family is is a big investor in this in this the group. Amway. And so the DeVos family. And they're I mean, Amway is pretty against liquor. That's kind of funny too. That's hilarious. Well, not when it makes the money. Right. Interesting. Interesting. So very interesting. So I think we were all in agreement that definitely not worth the $89. Certainly not worth the price. Probably not not worth $30. Definitely. I would not not be upset if I had paid $30 for this. Well, would you go out today and buy this for $30? I would not. No, no. no. I would not. It would be a one-time buy for $30. If, If I had been able to try it before buying, I would not have bought it. Uh, even at 30 like wild turkey 101 is so many leaps and downs better than this it's 19 bucks a bottle note to self if you ever see a bottle that says established in one corner and then on the next says re-established stay away it says re-established established in 1980 or sorry 1892 and re-established in 2015 that is so peppery yep 
isn't it? So, it's so shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Slip fell, died. Okay, we already established ourselves way down the road. Nick, have fun finishing that bottle. I've had this for years we now. I know, you still can't finish on it. Site. Well, <laughs> this episode hasn't come out yet. Give her to the club tonight and have them finish it off. A lot of them have tried it. <laughs> it is not hard to get those guys to drink that right. bottle. Oh, There's only a couple sips left in there. And maybe somebody will like it. Like I said, it's a popular bottle. So apparently somebody likes it. Pretentious people. Right. And he's just maybe they're pretending. It I don't know. Times. But this the, is my second time having really it from that it. bottle. The, the, the ones that really stick their whole nose in the in the Glen Karen, and you're like, <laughs> I'm you smelling, smell I'm smelling butterscotch. No shit. <laughs> right? Like we've talked about that. You I'm smell acetone. I'm smelling, you know, I'm getting Carol. I'm getting vanilla. Oak. Vanilla. vanilla no crap. It's bourbon. What do you think you're getting? <laughs> Not vanilla? You know what I mean? It smells like alcohol. No. Tastes like apple well. pie. Tastes like apple pie. What is apple pie? Oh, I was right. Well, apple like pie moonshine. This is a massive dud. Yeah. Hopefully our next bottle is a lot better than this one. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling so it will. Too, I have a feeling it. anything I, will be. I have, I have like high hopes for the next one. Next one's really. We're going up from here, I feel like. Well, gentlemen. Till next time. Till next week. For listening to the podcast. If you want more great content and other perks, be sure to support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. We can be reached on our website, whiskeychaserspod.com, with any ideas for the show. Thanks again. Thanks again.